Good evening, everyone. Tonight, I'm going to talk about worship. To worship God is to give Him our love, receiving reverence, service, and devotion. The Lord command, commanded Moses, Worship God for Him only shall thou serve. Mosiah 1.15 says, this is in the Book of Mormon, no, Moses, excuse me. This is in the Bible. Of great praise. Blessed, be, blessed be, be the name of my God, of his spirit, of his spirit, hath no alloting gathering withdrawn from me, or else where is the glory, for it is darkness unto me. And I can judge between thee and God, for God said unto me, Worship God, for him is only shall thou serve. He also commanded, Thou shalt love thy, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, mind and strength. And in the name of Jesus Christ, thou shalt love him. In the Doctrine and Covenants 59.5 says, Wherefore I gave unto them a commandment, saying, Thus, thus thou shalt love thy Lord, the Lord thy God, with all the heart, with all the mind, mind and strength, in the name of Jesus Christ thou shalt love him. Worship only to show our love for God and commandments to him. It has given us strength to keep his commandments. Through his worship, we go, grow in knowledge and faithfulness. If we place any person or thing above the love of God, we worship that things, th things or person. This is called uh, called identity. Exodus twenty, verse three and six says. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make uh, make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is either earth beneath, or that is the in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thou thyself to them, nor serve them, for the law for the Lord thy God. Am a jealous God. Visit the iniquity of the faithful fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation for them that hate me. And show mercy unto thy sin for them that love me and keep my commandments. That is amazing. Everybody worships. We worship God because every time we worship, we love him so much that we want to learn more about his gospel at all times. Um, I can see every time I worship God, I study the scriptures every day. I gain more knowledge. I've read the Book of Mormon sometimes in our church. I read the Bible. Um, you just read every time. You just, after you finish that book, you go back and read it again. Because you learn something new every day. That's what you worship him. We love him so much that... We see what's going on in Earth, the, how much He's made the life 
for us to gain better knowledge for him that we can be perfect like him one day. Every worship, doesn't matter what religion we are, you can read the Bible every single day and gain more knowledge. And we worship God, we go to church every Sunday to renew our covenants. We, I take the second we probably take some type of communion or whatever you guys, what religion you are in. Everybody worship God. You worship God your own way. Or sometimes you guys been through a hard time through different religions that you don't feel comfortable going back to church. But if you still worship God, it does not matter. You become more knowledgeable of Jesus Christ if you study that scripture every day. Because one day when we die, it's going to be one church. It's going to be Jesus Christ's church. But right now, I think why we have religions today is because um, we need the strength through our lives until we die. And we will have one religion. That would be Christ's church. That's going to be one religion when we die and come back from the resurrection. Prayer is one way to worship Heavenly Father. I'm taught his son him, crying to God for all thy support, yet let all that doings be unto the Lord, and whosoever thou go, let be in the Lord, yea, let all thing, thing thoughts be directed unto the Lord, yea, let the effort of the heart be placed upon the Lord forever. This is Alma thirty-seven thirty-six. It says, "Yea, cry unto God for all the support. Yea, let all thy doings be unto the Lord, and worship thou thou goest. Let it be in the Lord. Yea, let all thy thoughts be directed unto the Lord. Yea, let the affections of thy heart be placed upon the Lord forever." Basically, in it, saying that we need to pray to Heavenly Father every single day until we day or die forever. Um, it's like when you talk to your family, you're talking to Jesus Christ like on a phone, but we pray to Him and we talk to Him. Whatever you need to talk to, you pray to Heavenly Father. He gives you strength. He gives you mercy to listen to you. It can be... He will help you throughout your life. I've prayed every. I've been praying every day my whole life, and it's helped me through my life. Is to pray, always, never stopping. That's another way to worship Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Another way to worship Heavenly Father is to join the fallen ship with other worship, who worship Him. The Book of Mormon revealed that children of God will commandment commanded it that they should gather themselves together. Oft and join in fasting and mighty prayer in behalf of the welfare of the souls of those who know not God. Alma 6 6 says, This is in the book of Mormon. If you guys ever want to read this, nevertheless, the children of God were commanded that they should gather themselves together oft and join in fasting and mighty prayer in, in behalf of the welfare of the souls of those who know not God. In more recent revelation, the Lord commanded thou shalt, that thou must ministry more fully keep thyself unstopping, um, 
protecting from the world, unwrapped from the world. Thou shalt go to the house of prayer and, and offer you up the sacrament upon my holy day. For verily this day is appointed unto you to rest from your labors and to pay the, thy devotion unto the high, Most High. Basically, it says that one day you take rest of Sunday for us. We, I go to church every Sunday to take the sacrament of Jesus Christ. What I um, sin that day, I take the sacrament and I renew my covenants, what I made in baptism. Principle and priesthood ordinance is also part of the worship. Uh, I'm going to do, before you go on, this is Dr. Cummins, uh 59, 9, and 10. And, and thou, sh- thou must more fully keep thyself upstanding from the world. Thou shalt go to the house of prayer and off up thy sacrament upon the holy day. For verily this is the day appoint up the rest from the your labors and prayer devotion to, unto the Most High. I must have read that in this topic, but it's not it's not bad to reread it again. Principle and priest ordinance is also part of worship, and we receive recently we partake of the sacrament and attend the temple. We remember the worship of our Heavenly Father and accept our guidance for His Son Jesus Christ. In addition to worship. Outright, we should have a worshipful attending. Wherefore, we go up in everything we do. I'm taught that the principle to, to group, group from group, go a uh, group of people who had been kept from entering their place of worship. He helped the, them see the true worship is not limited to one day for the the week. Alma 32.11 says, And moreover, I would ask to you support that ye must not worship God only once in a week. Basically, we need to worship every day, but once a week we go to church to learn more about Him on a Sunday for us. We go every Sunday. Once every week is a Sunday for us so we can worship Him and learn more about His gospel every Sunday. Speaking the same group of people, complain, Amalek encouraging them to worship God in whosoever place ye may be in spirit and trash. And Alma 34.30 it says that ye cannot no more against, contend no more against the Holy Ghost, but thou ye receive it and take upon you the name of Christ, that ye humble yourself even to the dust and worship God in whatsoever place you may be in. Spirit and truth that ye live in thanksgiving daily for the many miracles and blessings which he doth bestow upon you. So basically telling me, telling us that in this Book of Mormon, this is the Book of Mormon, I'm, I'm a 34, 38. Basically talking about you can worship anywhere. If you don't feel coming going to a religion, you can read the scriptures. You can get more, get more worship doing that too. If you don't feel comfortable going to religion, if you've been through a hard time in any religion before.
It doesn't matter where you worship. It's as long as you study the scripture every day and on a Sunday to learn more about his gospel at all times. That will help you. I promise that. If you keep doing that, it will help you doing that. This is how Okay, this is How to Worship by Arab Bruce R. McConkie. Just a minute. I desire to give some rather plain and affirmative counsel as to how to worship the Lord. There is probably more misinformation and error in this field than in any other area in the entire world. And yet there is no other thing as important as knowing who and how we should worship. When the Lord created men and placed them on earth, he gave them commandments that they should love and serve him, the only living and true God, and that he should be the only being whom they should worship. Jesus confirmed this most basic of all commands when he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the constant cry of all the prophets of all the ages is, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. As the spirit children of the Eternal Father, we have been placed on earth to be tried and tested, to see if we will keep his commandments and do those things which will qualify us to return to his presence and be like him. And he has planted in our hearts an instinctive desire to worship, to seek salvation, to love and serve a power or being greater than ourselves. Worship is implicit in existence itself. The issue is not whether men shall worship, but who or what is to be the object of their devotions and how they shall go about paying their devotions to their chosen Most High. And so at Jacob's well, when the Samaritan woman said to Jesus, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship, we find him answering, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, and salvation is of the Jews. And the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him, for unto such hath God promised his spirit, and they who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Thus our purpose is to worship the true and living God, and to do it by the power of the spirit and in the way he has ordained. The approved worship of the true God leads to salvation. 
Devotions rendered to false gods and which are not founded on eternal truth carry no such assurance. A knowledge of the truth is essential to true worship. We must learn that God is our Father, that he is an exalted and perfected personage in whose image we are created, that he sent his beloved Son into the world to redeem mankind, that salvation is in Christ who is the revelation of God to the world, and that Christ and his gospel laws are known only by revelation given to those apostles and prophets who represent him on earth. There is no salvation in worshiping a false god. It does not matter one particle how sincerely someone may believe that God is a golden calf, or that he is an immaterial, uncreated power that is in all things, the worship of such a being or concept has no saving power. Men may believe with all their souls that images or powers or laws are God, but no amount of devotion to these concepts will ever give the power that leads to immortality and eternal life. If a man worships a cow or a crocodile, he can gain any reward that cows and crocodiles happen to be passing out this season. <laughs> if he worships the laws of the universe or the forces of nature, no doubt the earth will continue to spin, the sun to shine, and the rains to fall on the just and on the unjust. But if he worships the true and living God, in spirit and in truth, then God Almighty will pour out his spirit upon him, and he will have power to raise the dead, move mountains, entertain angels, and walk in celestial streets. Now let us ask how we should pay our devotions to him who lives and rules and is. The key to true worship is contained in a revelation given to Joseph Smith in 1833, in which the Lord revealed anew the testimony of an ancient disciple. This record certifies that Christ was in the beginning with the Father, that he is the Redeemer of the world and the light and life of men, that he dwelt in the flesh as the only begotten of the Father, that in his mortal progression he received not of the fullness at the first, but continued from grace to grace, and that finally, in the resurrection, he received a fullness of the glory of the Father, and he received all power both in heaven and on earth, and the glory of the Father was with him, for he dwelt in him. Then the Lord said, I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship, and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name, and in due time receive of his fullness. For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness, and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. In other words, true and perfect worship consists in following in the steps of the Son of God. It consists in keeping the commandments and obeying the will of the Father to that degree that we advance from grace to grace until we are glorified in Christ 
as he is in the Father. It is far more than prayer and sermon and song. It is living and doing and obeying. It is emulating the life of the great exemplar. With this principle before us, may I now illustrate some of the specifics of that divine worship which is pleasing to him whose we are. To worship the Lord is to follow after him, to seek his face, to believe his doctrine, and to think his thoughts. It is to walk in his paths, to be baptized as Christ was, to preach that gospel of the kingdom which fell from his lips, and to heal the sick and raise the dead as he did. To worship the Lord is to put first in our lives the things of his kingdom, to live by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of God, to center our whole hearts upon Christ and that salvation which comes because of him. It is to walk in the light as he is in the light, and to do the things that he wants done, to do what he would do under similar circumstances, to be as he is. To worship the Lord is to walk in the Spirit, to rise above carnal things, to bridle our passions, and to overcome the world. It is to pay our tithes and offerings, to act as wise stewards, in caring for those things which have been entrusted to our care and to use our talents and means for the spread of truth and the building up of his kingdom. To worship the Lord is to be married in the temple, to have children, to teach them the gospel, and to bring them up in light and truth. It is to perfect the family unit, to honor our father and our mother, it is for a man to love his wife with all his heart and to cleave unto her and none else. To worship the Lord is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. It is to work on a welfare project, to administer to the sick, to go on a mission, to go home teaching and to hold family home evening. To worship the Lord is to study the gospel, to treasure up light and truth, to ponder in our hearts the things of his kingdom and to make them part of our life. It is to pray with all the energy of our souls, to preach by the power of the Spirit, to sing songs of praise and thanksgiving. To worship is to work, to be actively engaged in a good cause, to be about our Father's business, to love and serve our fellow man. It is to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to comfort those that mourn, and to hold up the hands that hang down and to strengthen the feeble knees. To worship the Lord is to stand valiantly in the cause of truth and righteousness, to let our influence for good be felt in civic, cultural, educational, and governmental fields, and to support those laws and principles which further the Lord's interests on earth. To worship the Lord is to be of good cheer, to be courageous, to be valiant, to have the courage of our God-given convictions, and to keep the faith. It is 10,000 times 10,000 things. It is keeping the commandments of God. It is living the whole law of the whole gospel. To worship the Lord is to be like Christ, 
until we receive from him the blessed assurance, ye shall be even as I am. These are sound principles. As we ponder them in our hearts, I am sure we shall know increasingly of their verity. True and perfect worship is, in fact, the supreme labor and purpose of, of man. God grant that we may write in our souls with a pen of fire the command of the Lord Jesus, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And may we in fact and with living reality worship the Father in spirit and in truth, thereby gaining peace in this life and eternal life in the world to come, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. That was by from Aldo. Bruce L. McConkie since passed on. Well, he just said that if we worship Jesus, Heavenly Father, and everybody in this gospel, we'll be blessed. I promise that if you worship Every single day, read the scriptures, whatever you study, I promise that you will gain more closer to our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I promise that. If you do that, you will gain a better testament of our Heavenly Father and His blessings you get, He gives us every single day. I promise you that. If you do that, You gain a better understanding of Jesus Christ. I know that if you do that, you gain so much love that he died for us. That's why we worship him because he's done so much for us. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy. I hope you have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye.